Paul Stankowski. And he will be, uh, he's rushing over here. He had to do something this morning. Always like having Paul on because he's got a lot of HSOs. He has some media chops. He's on the PGA Tour radio network on XM and Sirius. He's been on TV on the Golf Channel. He's got age. And, uh, and no, no. And you get it for uh, pretty darn good value. So we're classic BMW. Serious? Yes, I am serious, announcer man. We're to the, let me see, if you're facing classic BMW from Spring, Spring, Spring Creek Parkway, Creek. it'll be far right side. Friday he had it. Yesterday he didn't. Pretty quickly too. Yeah. Pretty quickly. Um, but I'm 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 saying if I had to predict a guy, predict a guy. Can we? Yeah, we should probably dump that, right? No, you're fine. Really? Yeah, it's Sunday. I think although, we're okay on that one. Eli, we, we should mark that. I yeah, mean, I would definitely yeah. mark that. <laughs> I detected a T at the end. I so I very small. Not sure. Yeah, okay. You know the time I think a speeding is the best is when it's raining. Because I don't think I don't think the, the blue wants to get out of their car and get That's wet. That's like the scariest That's time a, to speed. It's a bad idea <laughs> to speed in the rain. Come on, you're the guy. Unbelievable. Come on, you haven't lived until you hide your plane. Come oh, on. Oh, my word. It starts flooding and Rick's over here going 100. Fishtailing. Yeah, now we know what Rick does when it starts to rain. Drifting. Oh, I've had, believe me, I've had my share of tickets. Can you just keep the colonial name in there? It's the longest running venue on tour. Why would you? It's not the longest running venue on tour. It's the longest, yes, longer venue. So it's the longest. Well, it's not the longest running. What? Jeez, what's the matter, buddy? It's it's not the oldest tournament, but it is where they, it, it's. It, I know, it's venue. exactly what I said. I know. That Why are you trying sense. so hard? I'm not. <laughs> but the fact they I'm the so fact defeated. Dean and DeLuca buried that name is a travesty. Hey, morons. I told you I want to watch the hockey game. Now, cut the golf sissy crap and finish up in there. Hey, good morning. It is 8.02 on Sports Radio 1310 and 96.7 The Ticket. It's that time, and it's a Saturday morning from 8 to 10. Ticket Stock Weekend. It is Ticket Stock Weekend. One more day would be today. I remember when they used to have it on Sundays, too. By the way, Emmett Smith. Good to have you back, man. It was awesome last night. I listened to the interview, the roundtable. He was awesome. Why? He was just good. He was entertaining. I thought he was entertaining. Yeah, he was I wish we knew. Saying, yeah, he's staying noteworthy. He, I listened intently to the first segment where he talked about how he got to where he is in terms of the pro. He, he talked to when once he got to the NFL. He talked uh-huh. about getting recruiting. Talked about his kid getting recruiting. Right. Talked about you know how he almost went to Auburn, but didn't because his mom was going to let him go to Alabama. Mm-hmm. It was actually really good. All right. Good stuff. So there'll be more today. I think Tyler Sagan's going to be there. 
and uh, a bunch of good round tables, and they have those secret rooms. This year they have secret rooms. Yeah, last year they did the what the hell? They did the emergency break room, so I was part of that. Were you? Yeah. Shouldn't I have been a part of that? Well, you weren't around. You were oh. playing golf, so I had to take a. Oh no! I had to represent. Kansas City Golf Show was the same weekend as Ticket Stock last year. Suck it. Anyway. Yeah, suck it. So that's Craig Rosengarten. He's back after a week away at Kansas City. I'm Rick Arnett. This is the T Box, heard every Saturday from eight to ten. And today we are proudly broadcasting from the greatness of Cowboys Golf Club. Nice. Okay, so I'm gonna say this. Normally, right now, you tell us the location mm-hmm. of where we are. Does any golfer in the Metroplex who is listening to us really need to be told where Cowboys is? Maybe. Yeah. I'll bet you. Well, I don't know. How, I don't know what percentage would be, but I guarantee there's people who have not, never played Cowboys Google that it. live in the Metroplex. Really? Yeah. This is, isn't this a must. The one course. I didn't say it wasn't. I just said I'm betting you that there are people who have never played it. Okay. And they're missing out. Yeah. Because it's all-you-can-eat food inside the clubhouse and out on the golf course. It's got one of the really fun layouts. Always in good shape. You can look at the five Super Bowl, wistfully, you can look at the five Super Bowl <laughs> trophies that are, the last one is starting to collect a little bit of dust. And the rings, the Super Bowl rings, which are kind of cool. To me, I think the display of Tom Landry's hat mm-hmm. is so cool. Yeah, very iconic. Very iconic would be, mm-hmm. yes. And that's, you know what? The NFL coaches now are flipping slobs. They don't dress Some like are. that anymore. They all are. Which, what, name one of them that dresses di- dignified. Sean McVay. Name Marino. Wait, what? Just keep going. It was really bad. <laughs> di- I was trying. <laughs> Did you just say defiantly? Dignifiedly. That's not a word. Dignified. There's no way. Dignified. Jay, it's your first, maybe that's your second one already. We haven't even got to the uh, meat of the show yet. Yeah. I told you to keep going because I knew it was wrong. You know what I was trying to say, though, right? Yeah, but I don't think outside of Bilicek and maybe that uh, Freddie Kitchens. Bilicek's a slob. As I said, outside of. Respect the game. Respect what what you look like. Outside of Bilicek and outside of old Freddie Kitchens, I think most, they look look smart in their whatever. Yeah, their attire. Okay. Sean McVay looks good, you know. He's got his hair. He's got product in his hair. He's working (laughs) That's it. Yeah, He's put, trying. Put product in your hair. You look hey, better. matters. Shows you're doing that extra step. Right? Whatever. It's nice to see a senior VP of Arcus, uh, Jeff Levine, in the house. I'm, I've am i been giving him grief for 24 hours now. He's playing golf tomorrow. Yeah. Telling him to man up. He needs to win that group. Huh? He, just, he needs to go in there and be the best player in the group that he's playing in tomorrow. I told him he's capable. It's like, well, I'm a little nervous. No, don't be nervous. You'd be the best player in that group tomorrow. And I told him if he doesn't beat the, one of the guys he's playing with, I'm taking his golf clubs from him. Oh, Sometimes you got to man up. It has nothing to do with man. How about manning up is showing up. What you do on the golf course doesn't mean, make you any less more Where or less are your a man. competitive juices? <laughs> do you have any? Yeah, but what's that got to do with it? Unique. What's that got to do with it? I'm just telling you. He needs to go out there and play to win. Okay, all right. Yeah, see, now what you're ha- talking. What happened in Florida? What happened in Florida? Yeah, you're so aggressive. I was in Kansas City. Kansas, Kansas City. City. Same so thing, because it was cold. one degree. Yeah, it was one degree. One. Okay, that makes you aggressive. Yeah. 
By the way, that's Kern out of your engineering. Good morning to you. Good morning. Back at the station, Jay King. Good open. Good morning, like gentlemen. Harkin from the past. I was laughing so hard at some of those today. <laughs> so was Craig. So was Craig. And we have Zach Babb doing tickers. Hi. It's been a while, buddy. It's been a minute. I'm getting to the point now where I don't think I've met any of our ticker guys in person. Well, we shouldn't. Because we, we haven't been at the studio since forever. Yeah. So I have to – should I Google you, Zach? Because I don't know nothing about you. Uh, sure. Go for have it. Have you won an e-break yet? No, I've came close, but I've not won one. Have you interned yet? I have not interned. Okay, so he's a paying guy. Gets paid. That's true. So he'll be on twice an hour. Have you ever Googled your name before? (laughs) I have. It's some dude from HSN who sells uh, mines. So... Jay King? Yep. Mines? Mine Finds by Jay King. He sells jewelry and whatnot. Huh. Mine comes up with all my e-breaks. Well, there's a claim to fame there. You are consistent. Hey, by the way, one thing I'm intrigued about about Cowboys, they're going to have on the 29th of February, it'll be Saturday, Puppies and Yoga with DFW Rescue Me. I've had friends uh, hmm. do the yoga with baby goats. They said it's the greatest thing ever. Or I just love puppies. Yeah, there you go. I pro- my problem is I'd probably come home with a couple of them. Uh, these are rescue dogs, so I think they're already taken for. I think. Anyway. So there you go. All right. So we'll be here till 10 o'clock By the way, you today. can buy a sports coat at Cowboys Pro Shop now. So I've, noticed that. One, so I've noticed one thing as trends have changed again. So the pants length that he's got, back in the day, those would be considered floods. I think that's still too short. No, but, but nowadays... People like showing when I see uh, apparel ads that come up on the on the web when I'm looking, is everybody either they're that length or they roll up their jean bottoms to that length, the cuffs. And it's something about showing ankles for some reason. Tell you what, somebody comes in here. It's the only sports coat in the shop. Okay. If you come out here and buy that sports coat while we're on the air, yeah, I'll give you golf balls for a year. Your tro- choice of Srixon brand. Whoa. Did you check the price? No. Should. Just come in and blindly go, you know, who knows. It's a Mizzen and Maine sports coat. Didn't know they made sports coats. It's yeah, pretty, they're branching out a little bit. It's Navy. What yeah. if that dude who hit you is listening right now? And he's like, man, I can get free golf balls now. You're talking about Chip. No. I'm talking about the guy who hit my car. Oh, that guy. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't recognize point. him. So Yeah, he can come in and buy the jacket oh, and get I, free I, golf balls I, out of it. If I saw him come in, if he came in here, I'd have to go check the car, see if there's a Nissan Armada in the parking lot. You have to wait till next year. If he changes You'd have star, to check their footage because you wouldn't know what he looks like, right? Don't confuse I would him. Know his, I, would know, I would have to watch him walking away because I got him on video walking towards his car. So you can time. identify the I've, back of his head? I've got that walk tattooed in my brain. Hmm. All right. Well, we'll be out until 10 o'clock. Again, we're at the greatness of Cowboys Golf Club today. And uh, maybe one of the best restaurants in a golf, at a golf course. Sure. I mean, it is awesome. I've taken the family here because we didn't know where else to go in Grapevine, and they were duly surprised when I said, yeah, let's go to Cowboys. What? Golf club? Did you notice there? How about this? Is this the only golf course in the country uh-huh. that ages their own meats? Interesting. How about that? That is pretty good. That's high-toned. And show them. Technically, all men do that. 
dump that. No, he doesn't. Yeah, Seriously? Do that. No, come on. Quit being so sensitive. All right. Let's get on with the show because it is sponsored by Ideal Golfer. Check out idealgolfer.com. You can check out the deals we've got going today over this weekend. And uh, at 9.30, we'll get into Tony Romo takes another exemption, and I think this is a most positive move to a tournament in the Metroplex. Craig's got something at 9.10. At 8.50, the new upstart Premier League starting to make some noise, and there's some golfers, some tour players, that aren't real happy with it. We'll see if they even have a chance. Because Craig brought up a really good point, and I don't know. We'll have to talk to, uh, well, maybe a lawyer is listening. And then I trust lawyer. We'll talk about that at 8.50. 8.30, we got some leaderboards, and I have a definitive reason why distance is not killing the game. Do okay. that at 8.30. And then at 8.10, up next, let's start off with some uh, fun HSOs from one Peter Costas. And I, if we got a quick hit, I did something yesterday <laughs> yes. that I haven't done in one full year and every golfer needs to do. 8.20 on the ticket. Good morning. Key box out at Cowboys Golf Club out here in Grapevine. We'll be here until 10 o'clock today. We'll be sampling uh, Bloody Marys here shortly. Lubricate the vocal cords. And... Uh, this is brought to you by Club Corp. Uh, did you know, you know, Arcus now has a, a private golf club in Montana. I do. How about that? I went out there the other day. It looks awesome. Their their bunkers were perfect. And they're they're really steep-faced out there. And I just to see that sand has but a... But they're more directional home. bunkers than they are True. bunkers you get into. But, yeah, it looked really good. And they've done a good job in, the, uh, in their dining area. So uh, Arcus is killing it out there, doing a great job. Eight other... Uh, Daily fee courses as well, and they also have White Bluff down in uh, Lake Whitney. So there we'll you go. We'll need to get out there soon. It's about time. We may even do an outing. There you go. The tee box outing. We'll just bring a couple guys out. Maybe Did you we'll come do... with that all by yourself? Did you come to that name all by yourself? Tee box <laughs> outing. I like it. It's catchy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, eight thirty. We're going to leaderboards, and I have definitive proof that all the chicken littles out there saying that distance is killing the game. Tap that break just a little bit, but all first. Right. This week, these guys have uh, come a long way. The guys that made up uh, No Laying Up, they made their, they started making their hay on social media when they right, watched. Thank you. They watched Cheers, Zach. Mate. Thank you, Zach Johnson, lay up on every par five at Augusta the year he won, and they just said, "There's no laying up." And, golf this this is crazy is that why yeah that's how it started i have a shirt that says layups are for basketball okay there you go so they've been doing this over time and and over that time they've ingratiated themselves into the tour pros they've had rory on they've had jordan on they've had they do really well and I'm, i'm proud of them because they stuck with it and um so good for them so i'll catch their podcast i retweeted a tweet from the other day about peter costas being on this was the first podcast room. I've ever listened to. Wow, look at you. Because you told me I had to for the show. No longer a virgin. Good for you. Mm-hmm. They're actually, uh, at podcasts as a whole, are fairly addictive. You know, it's kind of like audio books, and it makes it long drives feel, go by fairly quickly. So Peter Costa was on the other day, which was ironic because the other reason No Laying Up made, some, made their hay was bagging on CBS coverage. I mean, everything about it. Really? And Peter Costas remembered that. 
And if I could, I wish they could make a podcast where I could timestamp stuff, but they don't allow that. I, I try to find on iTunes, Spotify, even their site, and I can't go back and forth on it. It's 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 weird. I don't know why they do that. But again, I posted. You should listen to the whole thing. But one of the things that came about because Peter had been with CBS for thirty years, something like that. I mean, just an icon, and he was let go. So I'm going to say this before you start, uh-huh. which is so. I've heard absolute criticism since on the new CBS broadcasting. Yep. And I didn't think the broadcasting before that was that great. Yeah. So I'm, I, I find it unique. It's like nobody was raving like CBS broadcast is so good. So. Well, no, I think the problem was was the perception that CBS was getting out of touch. They were getting old. That's why they got rid of Costas, who's oh. 73. Gary McCord is roughly that age, I'm sure. And they just said, we need to we need to young up. Well, their idea of younging up was getting Davis Love the third, who, nice guy, uh, when I met him on the, on, the, on the range at the Nelson, always very um, uh, generous with his time. But, man, he is the most boring announcer I've ever heard. For a guy who's been in the... In the on the PGA Tour forever and really successful at it, he offers nothing. I mean, there's zero. He just tells you what you just saw, which is the worst. I actually, um, I, I don't know if you remember this, but it was few, four, five, maybe five years ago, maybe a little longer. But he was here to try to qualify for the British Open. He was uh-huh. at Glen Eagles, and obviously was on his way home, so he stopped at Hard Eight. Yeah, and I was picking food up for the family. Not like you. He's right in front of me, and, I, and so I sat down with him yep. for a little while. He, he was there by himself, ordering part eight for his first time, and he was the most boring guy. To, he invited me to sit with him, and I was like, <laughs> "What the hell did I just do?" Well, he was on the hard line one time, and he was actually pretty funny. So he's got some wit about him, but it doesn't come across on TV, and it's almost like they didn't even they didn't even try him out, like with mock broadcast, just to see if he'd mesh. And so, he's so let me ask you, so so in your mind, because you're way more into this than I am, you hire a Davis Love because he's got skins, right? Uh-huh. He's got major win. He's yep. got a – and let's, I'll pick somebody out of the book, Colt Nost. Uh-huh. He's got some personality. He's got some moxie. Give me Colt Nost. What did I say? Yeah, give me Colt Nost yeah. over Davis Love. Right? Yeah. I mean, do you have to – Brandel Chambly has no real skins, got... but on the Golf Channel, he's really, really good. Mm-hmm. Well, it's kind of like being the backup catcher. That's what they become really good managers because they can see the game. They've been through mm-hmm. the highs and lows. Mm-hmm. The guys like Davis Love, I don't know if he's ever really struggled. I mean, he's always been good. So anyway, he just—he's definitely a, a far cry from Gary McCord, whether you love him or hate him, Gary McCord. And and Costas had, just had a nice touch about him. He's a perfect example, Gary McCord, right? What, what was his biggest? I think he won one event. Yeah. Yeah. So. Just it, it's like they say about talk radio. You know, if you haven't played the sport as a pro, then you have no right to make an opinion on anything, which is a bunch of horse crap. But uh, anyway, so so Costas is on there, and he was he was really blunt, really scorched earth. And a couple of things he said because uh, again, no laying up has always been bashing them about their lack of coverage. And he said it comes down to pure expense. They've cut back so much on expenses that you don't see the top tracer on every shot, which they should. You don't see... He said, I'd love to have top tracer on every shot, but can't afford it. Nope, can't afford it. And 
He also said, and I didn't know this, I knew there was a lot of shots there were that were taped that we see. And you think about it, when you're trying to organize all that together, and there's shots all over the course, it's not like one arena like basketball, hockey, baseball, football. This they're strewn all over the place. Well, he made a he made a comment. He said, um, he said every other sport there's one ball to follow. Yep. This you have a, a gazillion balls to follow, so it's much much more difficult. He thinks the entire game broadcasting game should be changed. Yeah, and he had some pretty good insight under that. But the main thing was, I didn't realize that set, his estimation was 75% all shots we see on TV are taped. Which I, I thought it. was like, wow. And you can usually tell when there's an also ran that's going to make a long putt. Yep. It, you or know, it's, always going, in, it's yeah. always going in, right? Yep. But they, they, they kind of covered up just a little bit. I thought that was real weird. Then they asked him about uh, Patrick Reed. And... One of the things I noticed about this that was, they asked him what would he have done if, if he, he was broadcasting and that happened. Yeah. So that was first and he said the problem with us is they said why don't you call him out? Would you call him out on that? And he goes, "No." Uh, uh, Frank Chirkanian, the old guru, the Ayatollah of, of CBS back when he was uh, the lead producer said just tell us what you saw, or d- don't be the story. Let that be the story. Right. So all of a sudden, Costas, ca- I mean, if, yeah, if Costas calls him out, now he's part of the story rather than maybe later being asked about it. And the other thing is he was interviewing a tour pro that had just won on the West Coast. Wait a minute. Back up for a minute. But he also said, though, he had seen Patrick Reed cheat do the same thing numerous times. Four times. Four times he saw it happen. Four times, and it's usually the same thing. He'll put, like, four or five clubs behind the ball, seeing how he wants to address it. What he's doing is really tamping down the... Yes. So when he say, like, you could barely see the golf ball, and by the time he went to go hit his shot, I could see Callaway on the ball. Yeah. You know? So, but he says, it's not my it's not my place to do, uh, to say anything about that. And do you I, agree with that? Well, that's a... I'm saying I, I might want my answer to say, what the hell just happened? Okay, so so that gets to this point. So when he was interviewing a uh, an up kind of an up uh, up and coming player who won his first tournament, and Costas was talking to him about look at how much money you won, you get to go to the Masters, you get to do all this stuff. He gets a note from the PGA Tour that says, uh, "No, we're not talking about majors. We're not talking about money. We're talking about how many FedEx points he just earned." And he goes, "Really?" So the tour puts the, puts the kibosh on a lot of stuff because the tour is the ultimate emperor's, emperor's new clothes, right? They think everything is squeaky clean. They realize that people know it's not the case, but they continue to, con- to yep. con- that myth. I think a lot of it, um, I think Monaghan has a little bit of edge on them or a little bit of giant ego of the tour mm-hmm. that we're starting to see. We'll talk about it a little bit more when we talk about Premier League, but... I think he's I, – I, his personality is starting to come out a little bit more of who he is and what he – I mean, because both Costas and McCord believe that the PGA Tour are the ones who influenced CBS to oust them. I wouldn't deny that because the other thing, the, the TV broadcasting rights were coming up. So it's kind of like the Masters. You don't want to, you know, wake up, wake up the bear. But I still think – 
you know, if if golf is looking at this as pure entertainment and they're trying to bring in the non-avid golfer, the casual golfer that started looking when Tiger was making his uh, move, man, they got to. It's, it's still an entertainment vehicle. Yes. And I'd rather have somebody that kind of calls it like it is, like a Colt Nost or um, even Max Homa, you know, uh-huh. who actually plays on the tour. And, excuse me, and he looks up, he says what how he feels. And it's refreshing. And it's not bagging on somebody maliciously. It's, it's I just saw what I think was, as, yep. as Brooks Kepka said, Peter, Cos- I mean, um, Patrick Reed was building sandcastles in that bunker. I mean, there's so, no way somebody didn't know he was so, cheating. So Peter Costas has seen Patrick Reed do this four times. Uh-huh. Doesn't I, I know he's not supposed to be part of the story and uh-huh. whatever. Not a piece of information as us as golf fans want to know and see. I would think so. And you could always argue that, well, he only uh, was, was called out because it was on TV. So it's usually the better players are the players that are paying better that week. You're not going to see somebody... Do something like that. You know, Peter Goss is only going to be watching guys who are in contention. Exactly. Also. So he saw it four times. Yeah. I mean, I, I just to me, I I know the the part of the story I get, but <clears throat> that's news. That's what we're all tuning into to for, mm-hmm. right? I mean, right. think about it. This think about how many segments we've done on Patrick Reed allegedly cheating or hitting the sand. That, that was content for us for mm-hmm. a gazillion different times. That's something we, if he brings up, we talk about. And we yep. go, wow, really? Peter Costas said this. Who do you believe, Peter Costas or Patrick Reed? Well, especially if it's on tape. Yeah. And you actually get to see that. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. But speaking of all that, because this is brought to you by Arcus Golf, is up next, it surprised me that this name is so high up upon the leaderboard, given all the controversy swirling around him. And we'll talk about that next on the ticket. How much time we got? We're back. Oh, welcome back. I'm glad hey, you're here. What's up? Sorry about that. Oh no, we were enthralled. Conrad oh, Schindler no. was out here, and he was giving us some uh, some play-by-play on some stuff. So, anyway, I had Eli as a backup just in case. Is that e-break worthy? How long will we do that? About twenty seconds. Oh, okay. Could have been worse. Anything crazy? Yeah. All right. Conrad's a bad influence on us. We're at the Greatness of Cowboys Golf Club today in Grapevine. Come by, say hi. They have one of the best menus I've seen at a golf course. It really is special. By the way, the other thing, too, is it is there anywhere else in town that, that oversees the entire golf course like they do? No. That's If you want to play a the best condition golf course between now and May 1st, yep. it's got to be here. Nobody else so. oversees like this. I would think so. All right, we'll, so, get a, we'll get a note. There's probably one. Come, I bet there's one. Well, there's courses that oversee tees and greens, but maybe not the fairways. Yeah, I've heard they're, they're painting in them more these days. All right, we got the World Golf Championships in Mexico. By the way, at 8:50, we'll talk about the the chances this new upstart golf league is. Do they have any chance at all to replace the PGA Tour? We'll talk about that at 8:50. But first. They have a WGC event, which is a no-cut event, which last place is going to make about 50 Gs. They're playing down in Mexico. However, there's a lot of guys missing in this tournament. Ricky Fowler's not playing. Justin Rose isn't playing. Brooks Kepka isn't playing. Eric Van Royen is. Yeah, he is. 
But uh, leading is Bryson DeChambeau. He's at 11 under par, leading by one over Eric Von Royen, like you said. And this surprises me. So Patrick Reed, we just talked about him, being kind of a malcontent. And he doesn't care. He doesn't practice with anybody, barely has any friends on tour, and he doesn't seem to give a rip, which, you know what? Good for him, I guess. So since this all happened. When yeah, he was, but here's the thing. You start hearing things like what, what Peter Costa says, man, I just, you know, I hate to use an old phrase, but flawed guy. Mm-hmm. Seriously. Well, he's one back on the lead. So anybody else would be be crumbling under all this right. negative press, right? So since that, um, he had a uh, tie for second at the century. Missed the cut at the Sony, then came in sixth at the Farmers, and last week was 51st. But and he's one stroke back. The guy is, the guy has like asbestos skin. I mean, nothing touches this guy. And I have to hand it to him to be able to do that because I think most golfers are probably overly sensitive to stuff. He just doesn't seem to care. Yeah, but normal golfers don't, you know, build castles in the sand. But you know what? Outside of maybe some sponsorships or endorsements. How's it hurting him? You know, I, I'd have to say, all right, so. Because if he earns to get on the Ryder Cup, he probably won't get picked as a captain's no, pick. No. So, well, he did at Presidents, didn't he? He got picked as a captain's pick. He absolutely did. So he, that, there blows your theory there. Yeah, President's Cup doesn't matter. So I don't count it. Conrad can either nod or not. But I'm thinking, when you get your, when you get your um, pairings, you get them, what, on Tuesday? So you get your pairings on Tuesday. And if I get Patrick Reed as my guy I'm playing with, mm-hmm. I'm putting my head down and shaking my head. Right? You just play your game. I mean, you don't have to talk to I mean, I would your... probably do the same thing with Bryson DeChambeau, not because he's a bad guy, because he's slow as molasses. But Well, some guys you're going to mesh with with chemistry, and some you won't. I don't care if they're yeah. fast or not. They're just annoying to you. I wonder how much that affects your play. How much does that affect your play, who you're paired with? Yeah. yeah, that's when you need a good caddy to isolate say, you from the yeah. mayhem. Put your blinkers on, yep. blinders on, not blinkers. Hideki, blinders. <laughs> Teki Matsuyama is nine under along with Justin Thomas. So show you how fickle this game was, is. Justin Thomas missed the cut by a billion last week at, at the Genesis. He was my stone-cold lock for this week. Mm-hmm. And he's looking pretty good. Yeah, And he did well here the last two, three years. Rory McIlroy is eight under. By the way, very cool about this this course, the first hole, first hole is like 300 and, let me see, uh, it's 300 and something yards, and they're driving the green. He eagled the, with a long putt. Right. Thomas did first. I think that's fun to start with, right? It's 386 yards in that, in that, um, uh, 316 yards in that, um, Altitude? Uh-huh. That's probably not even a driver for them. All right, I have a I have a mind nugget for you. So everybody's talking about distance killing the game, right? Yeah. So it tips out this uh, Club de Golf Chapel Pultec or Chapel Tepic. Yeah, keep your seventy three hundred yards. Okay. Yeah. At seventy eight hundred uh, feet altitude, the course plays. 12.5% shorter. That makes that course 6,400 yards. All right? So you'd think, well, these guys are just knocking the crap out of it, right? Dustin Johnson's five over. 
on Friday, on Thursday, the collective field was 100 over par. Yeah. There wasn't any wind. And there's no rough. So it just goes to show you, and along with those lines, if you took the 100th ranked scoring average on the tour from 1990 to 2019, the average stro- uh, scoring per round has gone down two-tenths of a, of a stroke. Yeah. That's not much. No, it's not. So nothing's really, you know, it's not like the game's going to die, and you still got to chip and putt. If you improved your scoring by two-tenths of a stroke per round, <clears throat> I bet you're moving up pretty far on the leaderboard. That's a lot for those guys. Well, it's the 100th ranked, ranked person. That's almost one, one stroke per event that you make the cut in. Yeah, but I'm, I'm just saying improve, it, it's not ruining the game. 30 events a year, 25 events a year, if you improve by one shot in every event, I bet that's significant. Yeah, but over 30 years? I mean, it's like yeah, whatever. Oh, over 30 years. Yeah, it's yeah. not killing the game at no. all. No. And the and Rory's uh, carry distance was off the charts. I think he hits 250-yard four irons, 260-yard four irons. I saw he, he had his little sheet. Uh-huh. Cheat sheet for all what what is all his clubs were going at, and he had his driver carrying at three sixty, mm-hmm. and his um, three wood dri- uh, carrying at three twenty one. His three wood was carrying three twenty one in that altitude. Yeah, I'm sorry, four iron two seventy two, <laughs> eight iron two hundred, and so you got to dial that back anywhere from uh, not now. I don't know what you do with a hundred and fifteen yard shot. Well, if you, he says he can carry a. A 60 degree, 118 yards. No, so you have to hit three that. quarters, and and that's what he has on here too. He has, he takes off 25 percent of of you know his normal distance, so he can somewhat stay on the grid, right? And I find that now Gary Woodland, on the other hand, he only takes it off 10 percent, a little bit less, because he hits everything low. So Roy might be the highest ball striker in the mm. maybe him and Jason Day, something like that. So it just goes to show you how, how tough this is, and these guys are not killing this course. No. At all. And these guys are allegedly best players in the game. So why, all this, why allegedly? Aren't they? Well, yeah. That's what I'm saying. They should be killing it. But they're not because it's golf. You get in trouble. You get behind a tree. You can't make a putt. You can't chip. But whatever. It's hard to put everything together in one day. So I think all the chicken littles are, are a little, you know, they're – they're trying too hard. It's not going to matter. It means it's a slow news day. Yeah, it could Let's be. Let's talk about it. Is the game getting too – Is it, are clubs making the ball go too far? Mm-hmm. <coughs> Rory McIlroy, he's at eight under. The guy – God, I thought his final scoring leaves a little bit to be desired. Every time he seems to get in the last reap, he doesn't – can't close the deal. I don't know what the problem is. You know what? Number one player in the world. Yeah. He's five seven and hits the ball a freaking mile. Yeah, whatever he does, he does. But and I, he may be my aside from Conrad Schindler, <laughs> he may be my favorite golfer to watch. Well, he's fun to watch and he's fun to listen to. Yeah, guys, we'll get into eight fifty about this Premier Golf League. Um, he is one of the more honest superstars out there. I find him very engaging, very insightful. Doesn't seem to care about his. He cares about his personal, you know, his public image, but he's he's okay enough to at least speak his mind, and yeah. I, I find that incredibly refreshing. Uh, Tiger didn't play this week. He's not playing next week at the Honda either. In fact, uh, nine out of the top ten players are not playing Honda next week. So when we bitch about 
the um, Nelson. The Nelson. It's all dates because that's sandwiched around a WGC's. Got the players coming up, and that the Honda is now getting killed. So, it's the survival of the fittest, the survival of the best date. It's a hard golf course too. Can be something that he probably does really well at because you know, kind of makes the better players kind of shine a little bit more. I would agree. All right, that's brought to you by Todd Why Todd Hamilton won that tournament? Mm Mm-hmm. That was brought to you by the greatness of classic BMWs, Spring Creek Parkway, and the Tollway. They also not only have awesome BMWs, they have the new Mini. They have the Mini of Plano right on the same ground. So Paul Stankowski uh, tooled around and won the other last weekend. God, my wife is so intrigued by I that. know it. She so is. So look at both sides. Look at the BMWs. Look at the Minis over at uh, Class BMW uh, in Plano. All right, up next. There's a new upstart league. Is it more AFL or is it more ABA or a total fail? We'll talk about that next. It'll be broadcast from Cowboys Golf Club in Grapevine. Hey, you know, you can, oh, sorry. Go, Rick. The Alabama Golf Trail. Robert Trent Jones brings you this segment as we broadcast from the greatness of Cowboys Golf Club in Grapevine. Hey, if you, if you don't like the tee box... You can come out here at Cowboys Golf Club and sit in two open chairs right now, and you can listen to your own show of Jeff Levine and Conrad Schindler, whatever they're talking about. I kind of always want to take my, my ears off and my, not my ears, my headphones. <laughs> <laughs> no, folks, he doesn't make this up. Trust me. All right, 910. Craig says he's got a, he's got something he's got to. We got to talk. We got to talk critter, wild critter talk. Okay, do that. That and then at nine thirty, Tony Romo uh, took a sponsor exemption into the Veritex Bank Championship, the new Corn Ferry event over at Texas Rangers back in April. So uh, we'll talk about that. But they have this new Premier Golf League. That's an upstart run by some big money and a lot of international money, including some Saudi Arabian money that has some people. Kind of, kind of questioning it, where the sources are and everything. But the bottom line is this: they want it's kind of like the AFL, it's kind of like the ABA. They want something. They want to. They want to poke the bear. They want to see if they can make something better, more interesting. Uh, you know, you could say the golf telecasts are getting stale only because it's the same thing every week. See the same golf shot. See it's stuck in the air. You know, there's no background or anything. And there's nothing outside of maybe um, uh, the top tracer that's really been innovative. Mm-hmm. And in this day and age of, of videos and so forth, I think they could do a lot more. But as Peter Costa said when we mentioned this in the first segment, they're getting their expenses are getting drastically cut. You know, so my son's fiance's dad, okay, is the one. Who, okay, so random, but but yeah, walk with <laughs> me, or work with me for a minute. I'll He's walk the and one. Work with you. Who he's part of the marketing of, but he's he his company the, the company he owns was the ones who discovered or invented the yellow line for first downs in the NFL, mm-hmm. and he also was the one who um, when you saw the Olympics four years ago and you you're watching the swimming mm-hmm. and you had the country flag and the name of the of the swimmer above and the world record uh, the, pace. the world record's been there for a while but he's the one who did that where you could see the, okay. the flag and the so he's done he, that 360 camera you see in in yes. best, did that. So, but it, he tried to he had a competitive product to the top tracer. Okay. And 
he said, you know, I made the mistake. I priced it too low. Mm-hmm. And so the top tracer had it priced higher, and but it's it, it's cost every time you use it. It's a use cost every time you use it. So that's one of the reasons. That stuff like that is, boy, if you wanted to do it on every shot, I bet it blows their budget out the water. Well, it depends. I mean, again, they need ratings. They need eyeballs. And if it's the same old stuff, all you're going to get is guys that are into golf. Yeah. You're not going to branch out at all. So... Um, it's a tough call. And I, I think this was kind of creative in the fact that, let's talk about the good and the bad, right? So the good is they um, their idea is to have 12 teams made up of four players each, and one guy gets the captain and maybe own it. It's like, it'd be like Formula One racing. Yeah. That's, that's what intrigues Phil Mickelson. So for me, I hearken it back to when I was a kid and they came out with the U.S. team tennis. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was engaged we had a team, Chris Everett, when I was growing Baltimore, Chris Everett was on the, was the captain of the team. Right. I was in, man. I was in. I, watched, I, I followed that damn team tennis. It was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And it was different than watching a tournament every, every and week. And what happened to it? It died. I don't know why. But well, because... I think what happened was the, the tournament started to give appearance fees for the players, and they mm-hmm. started playing certain tournaments sure. for the appearance fees, which, you know. Well, that, everything. that could be the issue here because they're this is their concept: twelve teams of four players each, no cut. You got to play eighteen tournaments a year, and there'll be just buku amount of bucks. I mean, just right. stupid money. Which, quite honestly, when the PGA Tour is diminishing how much these guys make, and it's all about about uh, FedEx, FedEx Cup points. Except they make a big deal about there's ten million to the winner at the end. Twenty five now. Yeah, you know, it's, they it's, say rumors twenty five. It's just, you know, me as a, as a as an ardent golf fan, I don't care how much money they make. Are they going to win? Are they going to Are they going to crater? We, I don't care. It doesn't change my life. We brought up on the air who was the leading money winner on tour. That's right. Well, I don't even bring up the FedEx Cup points versus who's I don't number care one ranked. We talk about who's number one ranked. Okay, so Tiger's looking into it. Phil's looking into it, but the only guy that's really come out so far that's a marquee player that doesn't like it is Rory McIlroy. Well, Bubba Watson said he's not playing too. That's and true. I and I thought what Bubby Rat, but, uh, Bubba Watson said was I, I liked in the fact that he said, look, all these places I play on tour have been really good to me. The mm-hmm. sponsors have been really good to me. I'm set because of them. Uh-huh. I'm not let. I'm not leaving <laughs> them now. I agree. He said, I read a thing the other day that said, "If you, this is Rory, if you take the money, they can tell you what to do. So if you don't take the money, they can't tell you what to do. Interesting. I think that's my thing. I've never been one of being told what to do because I'm an independent contractor. I like having the autonomy and freedom over my career, and I feel like I would give that up by going to play with the other league. He says, for me, I'm out. My position is I'm against it and until there may become a day where I can't be against it. means everybody's joining it. If everyone else goes, I might not have a choice. But at this point, I don't like what they're proposing. And he thinks that... Uh, thought, wait a minute. thought that was really telling. Yep. If everybody else goes, I may not have a choice? That's true. Really? Yeah, I, because I, you I want find, to play I'm, against the best. Yeah. I, I, everything's... When I think about a guy like Rory now, he's got all the money he needs. Mm-hmm. And he'll continue to get the money he needs. Right. He's he's working on history, right? Still play the majors. Right, and that's what he is. He's, mm-hmm. his, it's his whatever his legacy. I'm playing for history. So, what history does he make if he doesn't play 
in this Premier League and everybody else does. He still beats him. In, he still can, can take him on in the majors. He can still take him on the WGCs. Okay, here's, here's what's telling, I think. So Jay Monahan, the commissioner of, of the PGA Tour, who's trying to protect his nest egg, he said, and this is where Craig and I have are a little hazy on antitrust laws and so forth, and it's all about semantics. But he blatantly came out and said, if the team golf concept or another iteration of this structure becomes a reality by 2022 or at any other time before or after, our members will have to decide whether they want to continue to be a member of the PGA Tour or play in a new series. Essentially what he's saying, make your choice, but you ain't, you ain't having both. Well, and here's the thing. I don't think... When you're the only game in town like the PGA Tour is, I don't think you can give that an, an ultimatum or it is an antitrust issue. It's got to be. Uh, it, somebody will sue them and win, and they won't even let it get to that point. You can't say play our, play my tour or if you don't if you play somebody else's tour, you're out. Okay, so well, wait a minute. I've earned my right to be on tour. It doesn't matter. You're out. Okay. There's no way that does that stands up in court. Okay, so he could have been a little more creative in this. Yes. And saying that. If this other tour demands, like PGA Tour demands, you got to play 15 times a year right. to keep your card. <clears throat> you can still play in the majors and all that because right. they have nothing to do with it. This tour is saying you need to play all 18 of our events, every single one. Yep. Or you can't play. So I think what everybody's doing is they're drawing their lines in the sand, mm-hmm. and there'll be a meeting of the minds somewhere. Maybe it comes down to the fact that this other tour is – it's almost like a WGC, I think, and you do it four or five times a year. I was about to say, why don't you do four events between after the Ryder Cup, the end of September, and the beginning of January, well, the end of the year. That's four months where the, the, the top players, they, they have that WGC in China. Right. And Sorry, so you, you, you're skipping the WGC in China. You're going to play four times between October and December. Maybe it's... You know, four week, four out of seven weeks, they have this thing, and it's a four-week team-man thing. I, that might work. We're all kind of, I mean, would we pine for it? It is football season, so you right. always have to compete with them, but uh-huh. it may work. That's what one guy said. I thought it was kind of interesting. The majors could seriously, seriously hurt this proposed league. They could all band together and decree it. If you play in the PGL with uh, the Premier Golf League, you are ineligible to play in all the majors. That is for a lot of guys already, right? Another item overlooked is looking to get uh, world ranking points. The PGA Tour, the Euro Tour, the PGA, the Masters, the USGA, and the WGCs, and the RNA. So that's about everybody. We're the founders of the World Golf Rankings and essentially run it. They could decide not to award points. That'd be easy. But then again, now I think you're talking about an antitrust issue. Why? It doesn't mean you can't when play. You're, you're only, just not getting credit you're for you're only it. game in town and you cannot control. It's like saying this is the only thing. So how's that different than the AFL? You're preventing people. Well, the AF, it, the USFL had an antitrust case against the NFL. Right, but you that can't, it went nowhere. But when I'm talking about the AFL, they just they were going to band together and try and upstart against the NFL, and they were good enough that they had to assimilate. They, oh, wait, you're talking about back in the 60s. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the AFL made it. And, and the, the ABA. And the, but they didn't. They were able to, to to steal players away, and they were at the same time. So but it, the difference is these are independent contractors and not and not employees. Even if I was, let's just say, let's just say the NFL ended in January and the USFL 
or the AFL started in February. Mm-hmm. If I'm under contract with a team in the NFL, I can't go play in the in in another company. right. So, but if I was a free agent, I could go play in the in the a a AFL right after that. I I think a lot of this has to do with you you can't play with if you're not playing with us you can't play. It's basically what you're saying, and that's an antitrust issue. Okay, and, and, but and but it's thinly veiled because if you want to be a professional golfer, and I want to make a living as a professional golfer, no, you can lead, you can lay down your edicts any way you want. You have to play 15 events. The other team, the other upstart is saying you got to play all 18 of our events. That's 33 events. These guys None aren't playing guys. that many. None of these guys are playing 18. That's what I'm saying. So, so you don't have to say you don't have to say that if you play on that tour, you can't play on our right. tour. You can say if you're going to play on that tour, you have to play all 18 events. You also have to play 15 in our right. events. So if you want to stay with us, that's the way you need to make a choice. Cause yeah, we're so you're not, not telling change. them to do anything. No, that way I think they that that I think they're real safe that way. Mm-hmm. Look, we just. We just make sure you have to play 15 events. That's our rules. It's and been a rule forever. It ain't happening. And so that's where they'll have a meeting of the minds. Yes. But I just. But, I, but here's the thing to me, too, Rick. There's I, no history I think with this that PGL league. is. They came out with the wrong thought process anyway. You want some of these top players. What if I. What, hey, man, I'm beaten down. My arm hurts. My leg hurts. I'm not injured, but I'm fatigued. Right. I can't play next week. What happens? You lose all your money? Well, I don't know. But I think there's, like I said, you put you you make the extremes the start, and then you negotiate in the middle somehow, some way, just like yeah. the NFL is doing right now. But <clears throat> I find it intriguing, and if and if nothing else, for me, it makes the PGA Tour think outside the box a little bit. Maybe this team concept is something interesting that yep. we do for three or four events. Maybe we make those at WGC events, yep. something like that. Yep. But to just sit on your high horse and say. Ours is the best, and even though it's for people watching, it's kind of the same old story yep. every week. Yep, I agree. So maybe that's where it goes. Yep. Anyway, that was brought to you by Mercedes-Benz of Plano and also Buick GMC. Love those guys. All right, up next, you. All right, so I hear things at night, <laughs> and I'm wondering if I Mark. should be worried. All that next. Park Place, fine dealerships, bring you the weather. Jay, we have anything back there? No, sir. We all good? All right, so they get it all on their own. Also, but idealgolfer.com. We've got two sweet deals up right now. Save at least 50% on your typical rack. We also have our range finders up. Hey, now. I've got 22 of them left. Were they bought running? A, bought 1,000 of them out at, uh, in China. Before the tariff got crazy, right? And we're selling them for sixty-nine bucks for a rangefinder. Nice. And the and the, the Corona, yeah, they're, yes, they were long enough. But I got twenty-two left. So they're flu-free. I think they're sixty-nine bucks. How about that for a deal? Pretty for sweet. A it's a By nice way, deal. Um, real quick, too, Rick. We got a tweet from Mister Turry. Uh huh. Never played Cowboys. Would love to, but it's a little pricey. I love the game, but only play a couple rounds a month. Will Cowboys pop up on Ideal Golfer anytime soon? Yes. Think about March. Yeah. Yep. So there you have it. There you go. I lied. Hey, it's going to be 58 today, no rain. I lied. Rain Weather tomorrow. brought to you by DNM. Oh, see? See? Maybe you want that clear again? Yeah, go again. ahead. Weather brought to you by DNM Leasing. There you go. It's going to be 60 tomorrow, but rain. 63, and then in the then 57, 46, 58, 63. So it's all over the map this week, but looks like rain only on Sunday. And again, my little tip to everybody if you want to play golf on a relatively 
uh, empty course, play when there's just the threat of rain. Okay, and I'm going to uh, say before we get into the rest of the meat of this segment, I'm going to say one more thing. If you want to start playing right now when it's kind of wet and cold, whatever, I did something this week that I haven't done in a year. I regrip my clubs. That about time. You should do it at least once a year. When's the last time you did it? Because you've been thinking about getting new irons. Uh, I did it about uh, eight months ago. I went to the uh, See, eight, midsize. Eight months? It's probably Yeah, but time. they're still tacky. They're still feel How good. often do you regrip your clubs, Conrad, as a pro? Once every three months. It's more shots than we do. And I wait a year. Yeah, we use the same glove for a whole year, too. So. I do use the same glove for a year. Weird. Strange. I'm proud of that. All right, 930, we'll throw on Conrad Schindler, PGA Tour player. Talk about uh, Tony Romo uh, taking a sponsoring invite into the Corn Ferry event that uh, I'm sure Conrad hopes to play in. We actually need to get Blake Walker out here. And uh, I'm thinking that, you know, Conrad needs a sponsor. Maybe he needs to get a Harkis hat. Oh, there you go. You'd be open to that. Yeah. All right. Uh, without further ado, Craig, this is all you. All right. So I recently moved. It's been two years. I've lived in that the house I, I'm in now for two years. And I, I live by a golf course. And I live kind of in Las Colinas, but it's kind of a lot of open area, a lot of, mm-hmm. you know, non... Oh, jeez. Oh, uh. Come on. And... um. And so if you're up in the middle of the night, right? for whatever reason you walk out, you can hear, I mean, dozens of coyotes cackling to each other, howling, okay. you know, They're whining howling. to each other. Uh-huh. And it scares the living crap out of my wife. Why? What's she worried about? There's a bunch of coyotes around our house. You can hear them. They can't, they have to be within gunshot right i mean they're around and they they, they ain't walking up your stairs pal we see them if you if you're up late at night if you're coming in like it you know had a late night and you're driving you can see them as you're driving into our neighborhood you'll see them and they're in little mini packs there'll be three and four of them at a time yeah so she's worried she won't let our dogs go outside well without us standing right there next to him. Okay. We can't even put him in a backyard because she's just get hey, there's coyotes all over the place. How are the coyotes going to get inside your fence line? They can jump. What would Allegedly. you do if it jumped over the fence? Yeah, what would you do? That's what I tell her. I said, so you're going to be up next to the dog, and a coyote comes and wants to attack your dog. What are you going to do? Scream for you. <laughs> so I, I wouldn't I, worry about it. Your dogs are big enough. So... Here's the thing, Your though. How much bigger. of a how much of an issue is it that there's that many? I mean, there, you can hear there's a lot of them. Okay, so this goes against politically correct thinking. Yeah. My idea is everything has a shelf life. When you can't adapt to the new environment, it's time for you to go. You've had a good run. So even though we're encroaching on their grounds, they're now encroaching on ours. Have at it. Survival of the fittest. And if we're smarter than you and stronger than you and and have a weapon that can use against you, that there it is. So, so you want to old yeller the coyotes. Yeah. If, if, it's, if it's if it's adversely affecting or endangering my life or my or my family's life, including dogs, I'm winning. I I'll worry about the repercussions later. But that's the way it is. Things you know, they have they have whether whether it's global warming, whatever. Some 
some species are going to adapt and survive and other ones won't. And that's just, the, it's been going on for billions of years. And that's just the way it is. So I don't have any, I don't have any sympathy for animals that negatively impact my quality of life. If a possum wants to go through my dog door and gets in my pantry, I might call, I might call the pet service or the uh, critter service to come by and get it. But uh, if it's between me and him or her, I'm winning. Sorry. Don't let PETA you know, hear this. What? So don't let PETA hear this. I don't care what PETA thinks. I saw I'm sitting in Kansas City, and I actually went to a casino. I was sitting next to a guy who had a PETA shirt on. Right. Said, people eating tasty animals. Exactly. <laughs> I said, how do you walk out and wear that shirt? Are you kidding me? Yeah, it's just, I don't know. Today's Steve Irwin's birthday, and if it is like they are last year, they're going to say something bad about him on Twitter before the day's over. But who cares? I don't, is it, does that change your well, quality of life I mean, at all? Here's the thing. Am I, I worried about PETA coming after me? No. But I, I like I like animals. You know me. Not you if guys, it's going to adversely affect your life. Well, it's, If it's between a coyote and your dog, what do you take? Well, it? my dog's even bigger than a coyote. Doesn't matter. Does it know how to fight? No. No. Does it know how to be eaten? But is a coyote going to go after my dog? Uh, a group of them might. Oh, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. It's whoever is the strongest, the smartest, and the easiest to adapt. And other than that, that's sh- you've had a good run. I wonder why we never domesticated that coyote. Well, I bet we did. I bet it turned into a dog oh, over yeah. time. Maybe. Yeah. They're kind of related. Well, they are. Yeah. Aren't they a dog? Aren't they in the dog family? They're canine. Yeah, canine, yeah. My Yorkie was uh, dragged off by a coyote, but he survived that. He survived? He survived. How did Got that out of his happen? jaws somehow. Because uh, we have a bunch of coyotes around where we live, and uh, we didn't hear him one night, or one morning, a really early morning, and we just heard a yelp, and then we saw him being dragged off. And we thought he was a goner. There was nothing we could do. Five minutes later, he uh, went to the front door and collapsed, and we got him to the hospital in time. Huh. Really? Wow. He's not afraid of anything now. Hey, he's been oh, yeah. he's seen the he's oh. seen the job death. Wow. Laugh I wonder death. how he I wonder what happened there. I have no idea too, because he's like eight pounds. So he should have been gone with one snap of the jaw. God, how heartbreaking was that when you saw it? Yeah, it for my aunt, that's her dog. Sleeps with her every night and it was a big deal for her. If so you now watch, he never it, leaves her side. Look, if you watch any documentary on nature, which I'm kind of a fan of, nature is the least hospitable of anything. I mean, it's it's either eat or be eaten. There's only that's only two choices in the animal kingdom. Yeah, there's no time and, to think. It's yeah, they're just it, and it's brutal. I mean, there's no there's no taking prisoners, man. It's it's done. It's either I'm going to survive or you. I'll choose me. So it's the same thing. If they encroach on golf courses, whether it's wild whore, a horse. <laughs> you can mark that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> there have been a couple courses in the past that might raise their hand to that. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> Actually, I don't think they would be kicked off the course. <laughs> or wild boars or armadillos or aardvarks or whatever the hell is chewing up golf courses. Sorry, you lose. Yeah. Unless you can, unless you can redirect yourself or relocate yourself, you're done. You impeded my life, and yeah. I'm uh, and I'm going to win. So I don't have any second thoughts about any of that stuff. I don't go out of my way to harm them. No. But if it's between you and me, or my dog, or my family, whatever, you're you're losing. Yeah. Sorry. 
Have you? Do you not have any coyotes around your neighborhood or anything? No, we have possums, which egg my dog on because they just sit on top of the fence and they're nocturnal, so they come yeah. out at night and they just sit on top of the fence and just just give my dog the finger. Yeah, I mean the dog it just sits up there and my dog is barking at midnight. It doesn't know any better, so I have to drag her in. And uh, but that's how really I see that and squirrels in my neighborhood. I haven't seen a fox or a coyote. I see rabbits. Yeah, we don't see any rabbits. It's because you got coyotes. That's right. Right? We don't see any rabbits. In my old neighborhood, we had a bunch of feral cats. Mm-hmm. I don't see any cats in my new neighborhood. Yeah. They're gone, too. Like I said, I, you know. Coyotes, I mean. We might coexist, and we might not. I know snakes. I'm sure the coyotes eat the snakes, too. I get snakes in the pool. What kind? They're the they're the real thin, long ones. They're like, like a garter, I guess, because I actually pick them up and just throw them out in yeah. the grass somewhere. But they get caught in the filter, and they mm-hmm. can't get out. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, sorry, coyotes, foxes, anything else that's out there that's going to affect me or my dog. Yeah. Okay. That's why you have a, that's why you have a handgun license when you're so walking sh- the dog. So does, do you think that animal control of Irving knows that there's that many coyotes around and there's, or are they just letting them lay? That's a good question. I don't know. You should ask them. You're a resident. Go to your um, HOA. My HOA? Yeah, why not? How would they know? They, sh- they act like they know everything. <laughs> I didn't say that. Just Whoever give them a shot. Whoever part of my HOA didn't say it. Didn't Just give them a it. shot. Just give them a shot. Believe me, they'll tell you. All right, 930 on the ticket. T-Box out at Cowboys Golf Club today, the greatness of Cowboys Golf Club. And we have uh, Conrad Schindler, PGA Tour. He's going to pop on here next segment. We'll talk about Tony Romo making an appearance at the next Corn Ferry event in Arlington. And we have uh, Chief Marketing Officer uh, Chris Crocker, Chris Crocker in, the in the house. Yeah, wow. M- gave me multitudes of, of yeah. things to talk about. He said he came here to buy book. the jacket when I said he was going to golf balls for uh, free golf balls for a year. He's going to buy the jacket. Then he found out how much the, the jacket was and said, "Nah." And Senior VP, or is it Executive Senior VP? Grand Poobah Junior. Yeah, Varkas, Jeff Levine in the house too. So, we're all here at Cowboys Golf Club having a good time. We're ready to dig into these breakfast tacos. We'll throw Conrad on next because what would happen if Tony Romo took his spot at the Corn Ferry? Talk about that huh. next on the ticket. You can get the uh, Arcus Players Club. Players. The ultimate program, uh-huh. Pass Players Club. I'm just reading it right okay. off what Chris Crocker gave me. Unlimited range balls, free weekly clinics, asset access. Golf daily after one o'clock. I like the way they yellow he yellow highlighted the important parts for you. That's way it should be, right? So yeah. I don't have, so I don't yeah. have to think. Yeah. So check it out at Arcus Golf ArcusPlayers.com. ArcusPlayers.com. We broadcast from uh, Cowboys today. Number one rated course forever. It's a lot of pressure on them. A lot of a lot of clubs gunning for them. So we played here one time with Paul Stankowski. And we wanted to see how we'd do against the players. We went out, we played the tips. And it was one of the most remarkable rounds for both of you two because Paul never saw the golf course and shot the easiest 66 we'd ever seen. Mm-hmm. I think I was 65. 65? Mm-hmm. And you had two eagles and a birdie. Yep. And shot 88. Yep. <clears throat> Haves or have-nots. <laughs> I mean, how many guys at our level have ever had two eagles in a round? None. And said, yeah, shot 88. Hey, is what it is. I would have won some big skins. Yes, you would have. 
All right, so we'll mix with uh, Country Force here in a little bit. But first, uh, we brought a Conrad Schindler. He was he was gracious enough to come by as he's heading over to do his morning practice session. You're playing down in Mexico next week? Down in Leon, yes. The corn yeah. When do you leave? Monday morning. Okay. Glad to stop by, though. Someone had to stop this runaway train. Nah. Oh, it's not that bad. Nah, I, just keep I stopped going. drinking. So, I we couldn't tell. <laughs> you don't know that. All right, so one of the reasons we brought Conrad on, he's a proud member of the Corn Ferry Tour, which, believe me, has a lot of sticks out there. They're just like a quarter of a stroke or whatever away from making it to the show. I was looking at the leaderboard last week, and there's so many guys who were on the PGA Tour the year before who, since we're really into DraftKings and we're looking at mm-hmm. they was like, man, he's on Corn Ferry now? I thought he had a decent year last year. just wasn't top 125. Hey, it's even better than that. They'll talk about guys that um, they'll take an accumulation of who's going to try and Monday qualify. And they'll say, this group, and she's like 100 players-ish, Conrad? For a Monday? Yeah. Uh, it could be. I've seen anywhere up to 130 before. Okay, so they usually have four or five slots tops, usually four. And they give the the total. So they might say, this group that's trying to Monday qualify – has nine PGA Tour wins, one major, has won collectively $60 million, and they're having to Monday qualify. I've always said I have the utmost respect for guys like a, a Phil, a Tiger, who are Dustin Johnson, constantly in the top listen, 10 to 20. Listen to some of these guys right now that are that are on the leader, st- leaderboard standings of Corn Ferry. Davis Riley, by the way, who is a sponsored by Benchmark Bank, he just won last week. But you've got Tommy Ganey. Mm-hmm. Two gloves. you got Brandon Harkins. I don't know if he ever won on tour. No. But no. Sean O'Hare. Yep. you got uh, Camillo Bajegas. Yep. I mean, these are all like Willie Wilcox is on there. I mean, you just keep Robert Garrigus. Robert Garrigus. Yeah, he's won. Yeah, he's on the he, – it's just – you just keep going. It's like, Wow. It's it's not a so it's better than it's better than triple A. It's a level above triple A. It's it's four A. Yes, I would call it, or we'll call it that. Yeah, it's right off right off the. There's little Conrad Schindler. Mm -hmm. So there you go. So Conrad's on here. So the reason I want to bring him on is it was announced that uh, Tony Rome is going to take a sponsor exemption into the initial Corn Ferry Veritex Bank Championship over in uh, Texas Rangers in April. So used to be the big hubbub was he's taking a spot away from a from a guy who's trying to make do this for a living this isn't a lark i mean this is something that's paying his bills or trying to uh, do you have a problem with that you know when it first started the the first big time we saw it was uh my first year on corn ferry formerly web mm-hmm. in 2017 up at tpc stonebury and outside of San Francisco, and Steph Curry was playing. Right. And that was the first really big, you know, namesake to who's not a professional golfer coming mm-hmm. in. And initially I had a problem with it. I was like, this is ridiculous. This is, you know, we're out here trying to make a living, and they're kind of Yeah, we're not, playing, we're not playing basketball against you. Right. right. And it, it seemed like it was kind of a circus stunt. But then, you know, you got there, and not necessarily people understanding the ins and outs of tour golf – uh, Steph was playing in the afternoon, and I was playing in the morning, so I was never even going to even see him out there. But I got there in the morning, six hours before he's teeing off. There's already 2,000 people out there. 
It wouldn't be there for a normal event. Right. Normal Just trying to figure out where is Steph Curry. Right. They may not even be golf fans, but what it's doing, it's getting people to the golf course. It might get 50 people possibly engaged. It doesn't matter. We're trying to get more people engaged in this game at any level. I guarantee it gets more mentions on ESPN. Without with, a doubt. With them or, they or had, Romo than They had Romo ESPN reporters yeah, there. Yeah, absolutely. And they had their camera crew. I mean, everything. And so it brought great publicity to the tour. And that's going to do the same thing with Tony here. Uh, I know he's played the Nelson, and, but it's going to help us as well. Mm-hmm. It'll be maybe a little more intimate atmosphere. Yep. Um, okay, you know, so, you, so you saw that. So compare it back to when you were on the PGA Tour a year or so ago. Um which one had what was bigger a normal gallery where you're paired with somebody after you make the cut or the Steph Curry gallery at the web at that web tournament i i could say they're very identical uh in those that's two, huge because no realms. Steph Curry yeah. it's crickets uh if it's if it was um you know if you're in the last three groups of a tour event maybe a little more mm-hmm. Environment, maybe a little more excitement going on, mm-hmm. but there's definitely a ton of people out there watching, and it, it's just good for the community. It's going to put a little bit of money out there because you're going to have people still selling beer and selling food and you, at the corn fairy level, and it's going to put some more money into that. Uh, it's only going to do good things, though. It's it's going to bring exposure for the players on the corn fairy tour, like you were talking about. They're so good. Mm-hmm. Everyone on this tour is so good, yep. and it's it's a razor thin margin the difference from guys here to the PGA Tour. And half the guys here are just as capable of, of winning on the Tour, So, if not all. So it, it's it's just bringing exposure to the guys that I think ultimately deserve it. And like you were asking, you know, if it, if it took a potential sponsor's invite away from me, would that upset me? I mean, I guess it'd be wrong to say, no, it wouldn't upset right. me. Because I think be it would upset anybody. Yeah. But – there's kind of an adage, and my college coach said it a lot, when something isn't going your way in golf, play better. Yep. You don't like this? Play better. You don't. You want to stay in a better hotel? Play better. You want to plan a better tour? Play better. And it's meritocracy. It, it really, and it, as much as you, you kind of want to roll everything. your eyes at it, it's it's the truth. Okay, so you have a Corn Ferry event in your backyard in, what, six weeks, seven weeks? Roughly, yeah. So how much have you done to scout that golf course, or are you just more focused on what's going on in Leon this week? Eli, Eli Jordan and I have gone on one scouting mission out there, but this is actually, he took me out there to play it. This is before uh, Corn Ferry had stepped in to okay. take an event out there. And, and uh, next week I've got, or next week I'm in Mexico and got a couple weeks uh, home, and uh, he and I are going to run out there a couple times and go check it out. And that's definitely a place that, uh, I'm going to, when, when the upcoming weeks with time, I'm just going to go out there and just play it because it's convenient. And the more I can play it, the more I can just step up on the tee box there and just yep. go, right, I've hit I this shot 15 do. times already. I know exactly what to do. And All right, we're talking to Conrad Schindler, PGA Tour player here on the tee box at Cowboys Golf Club today. So when the, I know when the PGA Tour takes over a golf course to set it up the right way or whatever way they want, does the Corn Ferry do anything like that? Yeah, they'll bring out an advanced team. Uh, every week, I know for a uh, fact, especially any tournament on the Corn Ferry Tour, a week before, they have an on-site rules official. He's there all week with an agronomist making sure oh, okay. everything is uh, progressing. The, I know the PGA Tour brings in an earlier advance, maybe four or five weeks. They're not there the whole time, but right. they come in and, and kind of say, hey, in the next four or five weeks, 
We need you to start firming this up. We need the rough to be at this length. You know, what's the difference? When you say difficulty between the PGA Tour and a Corn Ferry, do they lighten it up a little bit for Corn Ferry? Because you guys shoot some ridiculous scores. I wouldn't say that it's it's not lightened up by choice. It's you know, with the Corn Ferry Tour, we're still a little bit at the mercy of. Um, I don't want this to come up the wrong way. We kind of have to work around where we're playing. So sure. when we're going to go to um, a country club in North Carolina, it's kind of they're more like we'd love to have you, but we can only do it at this time. Right. You know, as opposed to the PGA Tour event, <clears throat> if the PGA Tour event's coming, I'd say ninety percent of the time they could step in and say, "Hey, we're going to come out here to Cowboys and we're going to play. We're going to play the second week of April." And sure. It's like in. Gotcha. It's like it's that's what it is. You know, it's there's a lot more uh, agreeing with what the tour says when it's kind of the other way around. There's been some bumps in the road in the past of Corn Ferry wanting to host an event. Hey, mm-hmm. we would like to do it then. They're like, nope, you can only do it at this time. Okay, so take away Tony Romo, the name, because I know you're friends with him. You play golf with him and everything. So I'm going to delicately put this. So an outsider that doesn't do your job for a living how much do you root for them not to make the cut? Because at some point, it's... You do want to say, look, this is what I do for a living. Yeah, you can't you just, can't come, just in come in here and just beat half the players that... You know what I'm saying? He, like, it's, not, it's, it's not a problem him entering. You know it's going to be two rounds, typically, because the best he's ever gotten, even on a Corn Ferry event, is within six shots of making the cut. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty substantial, you know. Um... I got to think most of the pros are like, oh, I'm glad he's playing. He's at, but man, I hope he doesn't make the you, cut. You know, I don't want my event, to, my uh, statement to sound too PC. Um, but you know, I've honestly never really thought about it. I mean, really, okay. He, he's they're they're playing, and uh, I think you get so wrapped up in what you're doing, it's kind of an act. Because when I've been just play better, like right, <laughs> okay. I mean, like when I've been in those events or played in an event with Steph um, Curry. You know, I'm playing, and then I finish my round, and uh, I get back to the hotel, and I'm like, oh, I completely forgot Steph was playing. Let me go check. So, you know, you're not really there watching the leaderboard the whole time, man, what's Steph doing? Mm-hmm. Steph, you're so wrapped up in yourself. So, I, personally, I would say that I've never really been invested, like, okay, I'm a little worn out with this. Right. You know, hope he misses It's one batter. player. Right. All right. I'm going to change I'm gonna change course here. I've been dying to ask somebody this, so I'm going to ask. So, Harken back to when you're on the PGA Tour. Now, Rick and I, Rick and I work really, really hard to try to make money off our little DraftKings deal that we do. And we do a podcast. By the way, you can go to YouTube. I have a golfer and see our podcast every week. And we pick, and we, and you know, we'll we'll buy a three dollar. We each buy two three dollar teams, and we'll we do our research, man. We work we work our butts off to do this, and sometimes we win six bucks a team, and sometimes we don't. But we feel like we're at the top of our game when we're trying to figure out how people are going to do. If you're on tour and you're, you played last week and now you're coming this week and you've played Monday, you've watched people practice on Monday, you've watched them Tuesday, you see who's in the training room, you see who's Got issues arguing with his wife, you right. see how much better, how much of an advantage do you have? If I called you Wednesday and I said, okay, pick your DraftKings team, how much of an advantage would you have over us? I mean, maybe a little bit. Obviously, anytime uh, a player has his ducks in a row, whether it's golf-related or everything at home as well, you know, it, they're going to be a little more free-minded. But um, there's also been players that have been in 
crisis situations. There's like nine it, cuts look, in a row, and then they win. I mean, well, it's I mean, like, hey, you, I you mean, can't pick that. I've I've gotten to know him the last two or three years, and and he's been a great person to me. But Tommy Ganey, mm-hmm. um, you know, we all know what happened with right. him, and everything seems to be in shambles. And then he wins the tournament. Right. So it's it's really hard to say because I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. And you'd think that man, okay, that guy seems like he's a train wreck, and no chance I'd even pick him. Well. He would if if they had a fantasy thing for that first tournament in the Bahamas that Tommy won, probably the last guy that anyone would pick. Yeah, be like, man, think... his mind's so scattered. There's right, you know, and he was he wasn't even playing in a full status position. He was playing out of a conditional category. Wow. So, uh, you know, you just expect the unexpected. And like you said, there's guys who miss nine cuts in a row and then they win. I think they, it's the it's like it's just like roulette. It's hard to pick. The, I mean, you got to bet on like 19 guys. Your confidence in this game can change so fast in the matter of a second and the best example i can tell you we were at the second event in the bahamas this year uh my uncle was caddying for me by the way really really tough golf course or tough conditions on that golf course the scores historically have been really high there that was on exuma the first week okay exuma is like trying to play i mean it's so narrow and there's not many hazards if you hit it into the junk. It's okay. re-tee. Yeah. And the next one, Baja Mar, was a little more user-friendly, still some tough holes. And and uh, I was three over through six holes. And I'm just – I look at my uncle, and I'm just like, this is ridiculous. I said, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. This is ridiculous. You know, I'm sitting there trying to play golf swing the whole time, and I'm like, forget this. I'm like, I had a five iron into a par four, probably 200 yards. And I said uh, – I'm done thinking. I said, I'm just going to find a target. I'm going to hit the hit it as right. hard as I can. Sure. And just striped it right Got there. Nothing Changed to lose. my mindset yep. of I'm going to hit a target. I'm going to swing hard. And all of a sudden, you know, I played the rest of the tournament eight or nine under and, and finished top. They're obviously not like a an amazing week or anything, but how fast my confidence changed in the matter of 30 seconds. And you're literally naked out there. I mean, you have no coaches. Correct. I mean, I was listening to the Costas um, – podcast right and he's and they asked him what's it like to commentate while one of your big students paul casey is is imploding on the back nine he goes what's really sucks i can't give him one piece of advice even from outside the ropes which i thought that was interesting that's i mean it's it's it is true though yeah unless you're caddying the only time you can get advice you can get it from your caddy. yeah but i just found that that was how frustrating would that be Uh, you know exactly what to tell them think about it when you're watching junior golf and your kids out there Mm -hmm. and he's 265 out with water in front of the green he pulls out a three wood (laughs) (laughs) hey (laughs) that was me live and learn you you gotta you gotta make mistakes in this game to figure out the right way to do everything all right, that's Conrad Schindler, PJ Tour player. We'll see him out the Veritex Bank Championship, no doubt. Come on out. Maybe he'll be teamed up with Romo. Never know. You got a caddy for that event yet? Nothing yet. We I can, do know that course we can really just start, well. We can just start off. Craig does. Off. I do know that course really well. Craig does. Just saying. He's a pseudo-founding member. Just saying. I can put some bricks in the bag. There you just go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that was brought to you by. better shape than I look. The Texas Junior Golf Tour. There you go. There are some graduates that are the playing DJ on the Corn Ferry. I did. There you go. There you go. He was back. You Abraham Answer. You played with Abe there on that tour? I think so. And with Patrick Reed was on that tour back when you were there? And it's the road to college golf. That's right. So check it out at tjgt.com. Thank you, Conrad. Up next, as we broadcast from Cowboys Golf Club, we will mix and mingle with Country Force. All right, 9.58 on the ticket. Good morning. 
and a welcome to the end of the tee box. Always have a good time out of here at Cowboys Golf Club in Grapevine. Want to thank the uh, well, big time executives. Both made a trek out here to see us, Chris Crocker and Jeff Levine. Did you also see that um, Blake Walker made an appearance? I did not. In very incognito, he looked at us. He's with the biggest news, of the with executives. a newspaper in his hand under his arm. How about looked that? at us and kind of sauntered into the restaurant. Like, good for him. All right, I but I noticed. Matty boy. So we appreciate all their hospitality, as always. And don't forget to go to ArcusPlayers.com, and you can get great discounts on everything under their umbrella. Wasn't he named, like, Entrepreneur of the Year last year or something? That's kind of Sure. Cool. Why not? Yeah. I'm getting a nod from their chief marketing. Why so probably, not? He's also probably Blake's personal PR firm. That's right okay. There. <laughs> if you think about it, everybody is the PR firm for the CEO. Are you my PR firm? At times. <laughs> You're my anti. <laughs> You're my anti PR firm. Conrad Sindler joining well, us. You and Eli. From the PGA Tour. And I walk in yesterday, and I've got a shirt on that everybody loves, and I walk in to get coffee, and Eli's office is right next to the coffee. goes, the hell are you wearing today? <laughs> yeah, what's with you and Camo lately? <laughs> That's like. You can join in the military? I like Camo. Really? Yeah. You mean you could see him with the Camo on? Yes. What bad, bad joke. <laughs> yep. All right. Want to thank Kern out of your engineering. Thanks for doing a great coffee. job as always. We'll be at Crest Cars next week. Crestcars.com. Up in Frisco.com. And back at the station, Jay King and Zach Babb. Contributing nicely. And now, without further ado, we bring on Ty Walker and Eli Jordan, who played hey, with us in hey, Dallas hey, National. Hey, hey, hey. I want a buck off him. Yes, you did. Oh. And he ven- he ven- One whole you dollar. Actually, because we beat him in uh, the GM out there, David right. Inley, so we actually won. I won six. We won ten Six bucks. whole bucks. Yep. Mm. Eli paid right Big on stakes. the spot, too. Yeah. Is there, a, is there not a better sound in the world than when, your phone, when you get money Venmo to you and your phone goes that I just think I just think you like it. Oh. Speaking of Venmo, I had a random guy the other day just – Venmo just lights up on my phone and it said so and so has paid you ten dollars and the reason for that under it it just said beer. It was somebody I've never heard of. Beer? I'm assuming, yeah, I'm assuming they just sent it to the wrong Eli Jordan and so yeah, I just got ten bucks in there. I I kept expecting him to like message me and say, Hey man, wrong guy, can you send it back? Or, Maybe they're a fan. I don't think so. It didn't didn't ring a bell the name. And right, I, I've never this. bought this guy beer, so let me ask you this, Batman. What's the difference between Venmo and Apple Pay? Because I don't, I use a little bit of Venmo, but I haven't used Apple Pay yet on my phone. I don't think I've ever used Apple, Apple Pay, Pay either. You can pay a, a store for your stuff. You, you just can, link your credit card. You can pay an individual. Yeah, you can go up to Walgreens and just kind of put your phone on the little thing, and that's lazy. Apple it Pay. just zaps your credit card. Venmo means means if somebody loses a dollar because they can't two putt from sixty feet. That was more you like 85 feet, mm. thank you. Whatever that was it a is. shot. Yeah, look, look, hey, at, nice look at Craig capping on somebody for putting. Nice approach. How ironic is that? <laughs> <laughs> with with a putt that you had foot. Which a putt that all three of you admitted was probably the most difficult two putt on the entire golf course. I gave him 10 to 1 odds he couldn't two putt for a dollar. If you're, if you're having to two putt from 85 feet, I'm going to blame that on the approach shot. I'm, yeah. I'm so okay, well this this was like man. a 205 yard par three, and I hit a good golf shot. Fight, golf fight. The wind yep. grabbed it that's a little like bit. That's like a five iron. It, 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 that's what I hit. Was a five iron, and the wind it got up in the wind a little bit, and the wind knocked it down, and so it ended up on the very front edge of the <laughs> hey, green, hey, and the pin hey, was in the back left. Play better. Yeah, play better. He did say he did say I should have hit more club. 
when he hit. Was that 17? Four. And uh, and so, yeah, so 10 to 1, you can't two-putt. He goes for a dollar. So, okay. Hey, at least he's willing well, to take I give, it. I give Eli all the credit in the world because I've done this with him two or three times. And as soon as – I don't even know how he did it, but by the time that second putt didn't go in the in the hole – He'd already Venmoed me a dollar. Yeah. So I don't know how he does it that quick. I, ha- I, had, en- I had enough time while Eli, the first putt pr- was rolling to Venmo you. That's how, that's how long <laughs> the putt was. <laughs> yep. Yeah, you know what? I'll tell you one thing about that course, and because it's private, we could talk about it even over Cowboys, is you could make bets for as long as you want from the time you hit a shot to the time it stops. Because depending on where you are hitting it to the green, it might take another 20 seconds before it stops rolling. You could get some hellacious bets going. You could get Venmo to death, Craig. You can have them going while it's going. I'm in. I love Venmo. Just <laughs> Is there a minimum? Like if I just Venmo you There's a quarter? maximum. Well, you don't have to worry about the maximum for me, pal. There's but, a maximum. But the minimum? Is it a you quarter? Can't Venmo. You can Venmo a penny. Cause like when I've... I'm going to start doing that just to oh, make I you feel better. I did that because when I, we talked about it one time, and uh, I had like five or six guys Venmo me a penny. Just to hear just the to make sound, you feel better. Just to, and well, just to hear the sound. When you're in a bad mood, I'll Venmo I'll, you a penny. I'll Venmo <laughs> if I've got to Venmo someone. Like sometimes I've, when we've shared hotels or housing, and I've got to Venmo another player. Yeah. You know, five hundred bucks to split a hotel or whatever. But I've never Venmoed them before. I want to make sure I'm doing it to the right guy. So hey, I'll let me just send you a penny first. Make sure you get it. So it's going to the right. Dan McCarthy or whoever. See, that's what the know. beer guy should have done. He should have just sent me a penny first <laughs> to, to confirm. Yes. That, that may have been a guy. You, you were buying random beers at the Winter Classic. That no, I, yeah. Well, that's like two months ago. I'm pretty sure he's not going to send me ten bucks two he's months after guy. He's making up for it. So yeah. I hear uh, Eli and Conrad have a date tonight. It's oh. not, not a date. That's what Conrad said. <laughs> you might have overplayed this, what Eli, because you gave him all this hope and – he said, yeah, I'm going on a date with Eli tonight. Nice. Yeah, I'm going to go home and light some I candles and, yeah, been some ro- bath, rose, rose petals from, <laughs> any, well, from the back door to the bedroom. We didn't say anything oh, about going so to, to someone's speak. house. Yeah, yeah, get the bath oils and everything else going. And Jeez. Well, you guys are close. I don't have I one of those two-person two, two tubs. Where are y'all going for your date, Bobby V's? Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. It's a Possibly. Good, that's a, who knows? Share a DiMaggio, DiMaggio, DiMaggio stick. Meet in the middle. And share a love toilet. Lady and Tramp and DiMaggio stick or two. This is going yeah. way. That's because Ty just woke Man, up. Argus oh, just canceled the rest yeah. of our ad. Oh, contract. come on. <laughs> this is not on our watch anymore. It's after yeah, it's on us. That's right. This, this is on country. Right. Blame, us. We're done. Blame us. Blame yeah, us. We're done. <laughs> uh, y'all need to pay so, Kern more because he's funny just in the background. Here he is. There's nothing that tickles me more than hearing Kern just laughing in the <laughs> he's background. Got, he's a good laugh track. He really is. <laughs> I love so it. So was, how was the was this the first week of the, this was the second week of the whole new lineup, right, Ty? Yes, second week. Second week. Yeah. Any different than the first for you since yeah, you were there? Yeah, I think it's yeah. You're finally getting uh, get, getting settled in. You know, it was it was weird for a while with Ryan's not being here. At first, it felt just kind of like extended Christmas break, but then okay, he's not coming back, and then. They ran people through, you know, trying to see what the best uh, chemistry was, and then they went with Bob. And yeah, it's taken uh, about two weeks now, and it feels it's starting to okay. feel normal. So, as an insider, which you clearly are, a hardline <laughs> yeah. insider, real yes. insider, my, my how sources. How long before the announcement <laughs> did you know that Bob was going to be on going to be moved? When he heard it on the air radio, uh, I will tell you that I found out. Uh, Corby told me this on Sunday, the Sunday before. So and then, the day before. Yeah, the yeah. day before. Eli and I and you found out when we heard it on the air. Yes, correct, with everybody else. 
They kept that under wraps and, pretty well. Well, and the thing was, was Corby told me, and I was so stunned, and then a couple hours later, I was uh, in the car. We were going somewhere, and I turned to my wife, and I go, I think, he, I think Corby's pranked me. This is too weird. This is, this is so off the radar. I think Corby's doing a bit. Well, hmm. what the ticket proves is that guys like gossip just as much as women, because that's all the questions I got. Who do you, th- mm-hmm. what do you hey, think going to happen? Why do you think it happens? What's the real a inside story? Prior, Rick Arnett predicted it. I did. Really? I yes. Did. He even sent it to both Eli and I. Mm-hmm. Rick Stradamus. I am Rick Stradamus. <laughs> yeah. Ty, do you look at Bob still like Brick Tamlin does in Anchorman? He's like, you're not Mike. Uh, yeah, it's still kind of weird <laughs> having Corby now sitting on the other side of things and Bob sitting where Corby sat. Wait, yeah, so Corby changed his seat? Yeah, I know. But Corby, Corby's the should be like had the option to keep his seat, right? He's the incumbent, yes. But he wanted to make Bob feel comfortable, so Corby moved over to where Mike normally sits. Mm. So that's weird, too. They're both kind of facing you, aren't they? Yeah. 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 But it's different. For some reason, whenever we go Creature to this, habit. Yeah, the, the same type of the remote locations, <clears throat> we always sit on the, on the same side. So you just get, don't ask me why. You just get, uh, you know, you, you get uh, settled in your spot, and that's just the way it is. Yeah, so I think uh, they're doing great. Though. Wait, I want to know. There was a joke you said earlier this week, Ty. Is it is it friendly enough to put on the air? Because I oh, the one I did yesterday, absolutely. Is it not dirty? It's dirty. I mean, but it's dirty <laughs> in a. It's dirty in a. Uh, it's not. It doesn't go over the top. I don't think. Okay, I want to hear. You can turn on the uh, speaker. What has a hundred teeth and holds back the Incredible Hulk? <laughs> I don't oh, I know. Do. My zipper. Rim shot. Good one. <laughs> That's so bad. It's kind of funny. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Incredible yeah. Hulk, huh? Man. Uh, yeah. Hey, exactly. Come on now. A little sport. All right, boys. Well, I liked it. Thank you. Thank you. At least one person liked it. Thank you. Thank you. Broadcasting live from the TXU Energy Mothership at Victory Plaza, hard by the AAC. This is Sports Radio 1310 and 96.7 FM. The Ticket. KTCK AM Dallas Fort Worth. KTCK FM Flower Mound. A cumulus station.